Good day, matey. Good. Day. It's not even matey. It's it's good day, mate. Good day, good day, mate. Good. Day. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop with the impressions, okay? I'm going back to my regular voice. I'm not gonna say good day anymore. I'm not gonna say mate anymore. Did they even say it across the pond? Anyway, the Ravens got the win across the pond, and it makes me think, man. It makes me think. Like, yes, there's still so much. There's so much left to be desired about this offense. But at the same time, if we think a little bit deeper, is actually there a lot to be proud about so far with not only this offense, but this team. Let's talk about it. All right, welcome into Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast where we talk about the best team in NFL history, if you're a Ravens fan, I am a huge Joe Flacco Wise fan. Usher once said, situations will arise in our lives. I'm talking about shut down. Like, like you're not throwing on Jimmy Smith. Joe is criminally underrated. Criminally, uh, like, lock him up in cuffs. Criminally underrated. Mars put this team in the top five offense for the first time in 20 years. You got the arm talent. Jay Cutler had it too. I don't, I don't care about this argument against total TDs and all this. Oh, you want to talk about defense. Oh. Until next time. All right, what is going on, good people, or should I say good day, good people? Not, I'm, okay, I'm done. I'm done for real this time. What is going on, good people? We are back at it again. Your host, DJ, back at it again with Flock Nation Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast, where we talk about the best team in NFL history, even across the pond when they play at 930 at weird times that we don't understand as fans, but for the NFL, I get it because they got to make money. If you're a Ravens fan, of course. But anyway, let's 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 get into this victory that the Ravens had against the Tennessee Titans. Kind of, you know, kind of a, a interesting little, almost like rivalry. I think uh, not as much as it was anymore because I don't think they, I don't think either one of the teams had a talkative guy that they once used to. But you know, it, it's it's still a good game. It's still a, a lot of fun when it comes down to it. Uh, and by the way, Flying Hand Speaks is on all major podcasts and platforms. So be sure to check the podcast out on whatever your favorites is. And if I ain't on your favorites, favorite, let me know so I can, you know, slide on over there as well. But what is going on with y'all today? I, I, I mean, it is what Victory Tuesday uh, for, for, the, for this recap here. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot to be said about this offense, you know, and, and even throughout this game, I, I took some notes because I was like, let me, you know, I, I saw some things and I'm like, you know, I'll probably forget it by the time we get to the to the recap. But it's it's interesting. 24 to 16 was the what was the what's the score? Let me pull it up real quick so y'all can see it real quick. Let me make sure I know what I'm doing. I don't. Uh, but anyway, 24 to 16 was the score. Lamar Jackson, 21 of 30, 70 percent for 223 yards, one touchdown. One interception. Ryan Tannehill, eight for 16, 76 yards, one INT. I think that's good. I mean, defensively, you couldn't ask for a better day when it comes down to that. Derrick Henry had 12 carries for 97 yards and one TD. And 
the you know the biggest carry I think was like what 70 yards or something he had like a 70 yard play uh on that direct snap so I mean without that I mean you know you having an excellent game Lamar Jackson led the Ravens in rushing yards 13 carries for 62 yards and the leading receiver was Mark Andrews for the Ravens leading the receiver was Ty J Spears for the Tennessee Titans and you know and that you know that's just offense. So we'll 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 hop back in and uh, we'll we'll give you some defensive stats here in a little bit. But let's talk about the offense real quick. You know while 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 we at it, while we on it, let's 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 talk about the offense. Because like I said, I, I I took a couple notes while I was while I was thinking about it, and I was like, let me let let me just see because you know I want to get back to doing the knee jerk reactions like right after the game. Uh, but also I want to be able to probably take a couple of notes and look into those notes a little bit more uh, before I hit, hit y'all up on Tuesday. But some of the things that I noticed, number one was bad red zone play calling, man. Like it's funny because we talk about this offense and we talk about the struggles that this offense has. And a lot of times it's with finishing drives. A lot of times this offense struggles to, they don't struggle to get down the field, right? They struggle right around. I honestly, I think they struggle right around the 50, honestly. I think they struggle right around the very, very, very edge of a field goal range, right? I think they can move the ball down the field. They can make a couple of big plays. We saw Odell make one. We saw Zay, uh, you know, get in on the action too. And, you know, of course, Mark Andrews, of course, being the leading receiver as well, he was in on the action. But it seems like it seems like when they get to the red zone, which I know is harder to score, you know, down in there and everything too. And I think some of that has to do with kind of what we talked about last week with the lack of running game or the running game not being as effective. Everybody keying in on Lamar when it comes to to those design runs and stuff like that. Bad red zone play calling, man. Like it's weird because in the red zone, for whatever reason, the Ravens get like the like there is such a lack of creativity you know i for me i'm gonna be honest with y'all i'm not very much of an artist okay um i i I am not very much of an artist okay i'm just gonna be real with y'all like if i tried to draw something right now right if i tried to draw a raven's logo right now i'm gonna be honest with y'all it's probably i'm gonna gonna try to draw it from memory all right it's probably not gonna be the best thing ever okay okay so this this reminds me of the ravens when they get in the red zone they lack creativity right or they just ain't creative in that way right they're not creative in that fashion they're lacking creativity right we know what the ravens looks like where's it it's one it's one right up there right it's one right up there there's a couple right up there right but even from memory, actually, I got one right here, right? Even from memory, as much as I love the Ravens, and I know the logo, right? I could pick the logo out of a lineup. I could probably pick the logo blindly, but I cannot draw the logo blindly because that's not where I am creative. Y'all see that? That look like a darn uh, a football with a, with a couple of ridges in it, okay? Look, okay, that's the Ravens offense. This right here. This is the Ravens offense when it comes to the red zone. That's the Ravens offense, not creative. When you have a new scheme, when you have a new system, when you have new weapons, you're not utilizing those weapons. And I think that's, let's be honest about things, that's from the 20s to the 20s too, right? 
I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be real with y'all. I'm gonna be straight up 100, keep it a bean, whatever the word the phrasing we use is nowadays. Okay, I'm gonna be real with y'all right now. Okay. The Ravens, when it comes to getting everybody else involved, I don't think it's that creative. Right. I like this offense. I do. I think this offense shows flashes. I think this offense typically tends to get better from week to week. But we talk about all this talent. We talk about Rashad Bateman. We talk about Odell. We talk about Zay Flowers. Right. We talk about Mark Andrews. We talk about Nelson Aguilar. We talk about the use of Devin DuVernay in some unique ways. But for some reason, I feel like those guys aren't really as involved as we think they are. And I'm not sure what it is. And especially, let's let's get back to the point when it comes to the red zone. Where is, where are the slants, right, in the red zone? Where are the play action under center passes when it comes to the red zone? Why are we just lining it up, either running it right up the gut with Gus, or we telling Lamar to go run it in? That's it. That's our game plan, right? That's our game plan. I don't like that. You know, I don't like that. And I noticed that in the first half. That was the first note I took. Um, you know, I, I I don't understand. And another thing that frustrated me about Greg Roman still kind of frustrates me a little bit about Todd Monkin at times too. And I know it's probably easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Okay. I, I, I'll tell you, it's probably easier said than done. But on top of that, my thing, my, here's my, here's my thing. Where? Where is the where are and, and maybe I should say it like this? Where are the pass options for the design Lamar runs? And when I say design, I mean designed, right? Where are the rollouts to give the threat of Lamar running the ball and sneaking Andrews right behind it? Right? Where where are where are these things? Right? Where is using maybe your fastest receiver and Zay Flowers? lining him up in the slot and and rolling to the right and giving Zay Flowers a chance to just beat somebody with speed. Where is that? Even something just as simple as that, or even like maybe even a little levels concept where you have Andrews run the post to the corner of the end zone and you have Zay Flowers run like a little slant and you try to beat the guy with speed and you got a little levels concept on that. Where like where are these things? Where's Rotrail stuff like that? Like where where are these plays when you need them the most, which is when we need to score touchdowns. That's the thing I think I think is missing. I think there's optimism. I think there's optimism when it comes down to this offense. I think this offense has so much freaking potential to be really good. I just don't I, I just think they're missing something. They're you know, I know they're missing a the run game. I get that, right? I mean, Gus averaged 2.6 yards a carry. Justice did have 4.4. Uh, you know, Justice seems like the guy with the most burst, the, the the guy with the most like breakaway ability. But nobody is 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 killing anybody in the run game. And I mean, even Lamar, like Lamar's making big plays, especially when it comes down to scrambling and stuff like that. But them trying to run him a little less, you know, even him, he's not being able to really break off as much as he wants to because once again, the defense is saying, "I'm gonna tell you one guy who's not gonna beat me, and that's Lamar Jackson." Right. Like, so, you know, they're keying in on that, they're, you know, they're seeing that and they're understanding that and they're keying in on the fact of, hey, like this is this is what we're, this, you know, this is what we're going to do. Um, Because because it seemed like the Ravens had big plays. They just didn't capitalize on them. Right. We saw plays to Odell. We saw big plays to Mark Andrews. You see those downfield shots from time to time. Uh, 
you know, where you get a big chunk play and then you can't, for whatever reason, you can't capitalize it. Like, I don't, I don't understand. And then we got to the point, you know, we got to the point in the second half where we had a little bit of a lead, right? And the offensive coordinator, once again, or John Harbaugh, whoever it is, right, that, that's making that last stitch decision, why are we getting so complacent? Why are we getting so conservative to say, well, we because this ain't the Ravens team of old, right? This ain't the Ravens team when you when you could ground and pound and win the game with the running game. I just don't think this team has, you know, I don't think the offensive line is good enough to do it. And I think on top of that, I don't know if we really have we don't have a back that's gonna break break for 15 yards to kind of ease up on some of that pressure a little bit. You know, we don't we just don't really have that. Like Justice Hill might give you one, maybe two a game, but like we don't have that guy that's gonna, you know, in 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 the game with the run game. I just I, I don't I don't see it. I feel like I feel like another thing too, Lamar has to make a special play every time. Um, I think we're still leaning on Lamar to make a special play. We're still leaning on Lamar to say, hey, like, you know, spin out of a, you know, just, you know, it was it was the play he made uh, where I can't remember who it was, but the 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 rusher came off free and he kind of like spun out of it. He like he was trying to go right, spun out of it, ran to the to the left, uh, kind of cut back middle a little bit and, and then, you know, got the first down off of it. And it's like like. I get it. Like Lamar is capable of making those plays, but it shouldn't be that hard. You know, it should, this offense shouldn't be that difficult on Lamar. It shouldn't be like, we got to just wait for Lamar to make a special play. We now, now don't, don't get me wrong. We know Lamar Jackson's going to make special plays, right? That's why he's an elite quarterback to me. Cause he's going to make that special play. It don't matter who's on the field. You got a chance to win the game when Lamar Jackson is out there. Now with other people out there, you might not have that same chance. So, you know, I think, you know, that, that's the other thing, too, that got me about this offense is like, you know, it still feels like sometimes they go out there and say, Lamar, be great. All right. Bye. You know, like, like, you know, Lamar, be Lamar, be great. Great. Right. That's the play. You know, that that, that that's the play. You know, n- nobody else has any direction, but it's just L- Lamar going to make a play. But I think defensively, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm you know. I might give them a little bit too much credit sometimes, uh, especially this year. But I think they've proven what they really can be. Man, this this defense uh, it has has shown time and time again that they can be really good. They've shown it against bad teams. They've shown it against good teams. This defense is going to help you stay in games time after time after time again. And I think you know what. The Ravens don't always get in offensive production, but the Ravens don't always get in maybe receiver play or uh, running back, uh, you know, consistency. The Ravens get in defense. And Roquan uh, Roquan Smith uh, was second in tackles. Patrick Queen actually led led the team in tackles. And, of course, we had the Geno Stone pick, who I think, you know, I think a lot of people are feeling this way about Geno Stone right now. You know, he's, he's just impressive, man. He's doing, he's doing exactly what he's got to do. He's making a play when the play is there. Um, and I think that's good. I, I felt like this defense would be a lot better simply because the Ravens, you know, they like mad scientists sometimes, especially when it comes to the defensive end, 
right? They want to play guys out of position. They want to, you know, use guys' speed to maybe uh, rush off the edge or something like that. Like, and I think that, uh, you know, I think that bodes well. I think it continues to bode well, and we continue to see it, especially, you know, with a little bit of injuries. It's probably the healthiest this team has been in a long time. There was one person on the injury report, and that was Adafi Owe. Uh, that was on the active roster, of course. I mean, you know, we 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 know JK's been done for the year. We know Ojabo is done for a while. So, you know. It's just one of those things. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, seeing Kyle Van Noy play as well, like, you know, that's just, it just continues to be a really good pickup. Um, like I said, I mean, I said it last week, I'm impressed by this darn secondary. This secondary, to me, shouldn't be this good, and, and they are, and, and that's that's big because, I mean, that helps the pass rush too. But, the you know, to get a victory over the Tennessee Titans, I think, was big, especially in a game where you can expect uh, to, to be a little flat sometimes. You know, you can expect to be you you can expect to be like just not all there. It's a, it's across the pond. It's a time difference. You've been there all week. I do think it helped though. Like you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about y'all because uh, the last time that the Ravens went overseas, they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they lost forty four to nothing or forty four to six. One of the two. It was terrible, and they went over. On Thursday, I think it was, um, if I'm not mistaken, they went over on Thursday. They went late in the week. Let's just say it like that. Um, and that's exactly what the Titans did, too. That's exactly what, who was it, Buffalo? I think that's what Buffalo did last week. And they they kind of got, you know, they came out a little bit slow. I think that's what the Jags did the week before. They came out a little slow. So it seems like getting over there, getting your body acclimated to a time zone difference, probably an air difference, like with air pressure and stuff like that, like all of that matters. Uh, especially for these guys who are used to playing in, you know, kind of the same stadiums over and over again to a certain degree. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I think we're learning more and more about these uh, across the pond type games, you know, that's not necessarily in the U.S., but the international games. Um but I mean, I think this is a good win. This is a this is a good win. Long story short, this is a good win for the Ravens. They did exactly what they needed to do. I think they're getting better. I don't think every you know I don't think anything's perfect by no means. Uh, but I think considering you know the Ravens, the Ravens do a lot of things right. I think uh, when it when it comes down you know when it comes down to it, and you know despite bad coaching sometimes, despite uh, some wishy washy calls sometimes when it comes to to coaching or even the ref sometimes like. Despite drops, despite um, you know bad play calling, despite turnovers, interceptions, fumbles, uh, you know uh, that matters too. Like despite all of that, they they find ways to to be in games, and I think you know I think at this point they got to find more ways to win more of those games, right? I think they win more than they don't if they come out flat, but uh, you know it just it 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 really, it really just depends, and and that's uh. It's a, it's a tough one to get up, you know, to 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 get up from. I think sometimes, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 excited, man. I'm 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 excited to see what these Ravens are gonna do for the rest of the season as this offense kind of finds its way and this defense continues to be great. But let's hop into the second topic for the show. I don't know if I'm going to do a third topic, but I'm definitely going to do a second topic real quick. And I, I you know, I want to continue on on this uh on this offensive train that we are on uh, with the Ravens right now because it's interesting watching the Ravens play, right? 
you know, and, and like as fans, especially, I think we get a little, we watch a little bit more Ravens than we watch anything else. Right. And I think every other fan can say that. I think that's why sometimes other fan bases can say things that uh, about their quarterbacks that we might be like, eh, I don't know. And then they might say things about Lamar, or the rest of the team or the defense or whatever. Uh, Cause I think, I think it was Miss Gina. She was talking about the the defense and being bend and bend but don't break, uh, and that was another one where I'm like, you know, like you know, I think sometimes you see as a as a fan, you see different things, you pick up on different tendencies that you know, just somebody who who's just watching week to week, um, that's not necessarily a fan, is not going to necessarily see or a fan of another team. You're gonna see it on your team, not necessarily, you know, you you know, you know, we like many many analysts out here for uh for for, for the Ravens, but. Um, interestingly enough, this offense, right? This offense, and you know, we 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 love first take, right? Sometimes, uh, you know, and, and first take had had after la after the loss against the Steelers, the first question of the day for first take on Monday morning was, guess what? Yeah, well, or should I say, was about guess who? Lamar Jackson, right? And they, and they said, um, are the Ravens getting their money's worth out of Lamar Jackson, right? But then, you know, we see the Bills come out flat. They won the game, but they came out flat. They didn't look good. Uh, Justin Herbert, highest-paid quarterback in the league, you know, there's an interception to lose the game on Monday night, but we didn't hear nothing about that one either okay so interestingly enough you know um sometimes i think you know and, and I, i've said this before i think lamar jackson is a trending topic i think lamar jackson is uh clickbait to a lot of these uh networks and stuff too because you know you want to be right about your take but if you can say something outlandish of course here we go you know we're talking about it again you know i'm talking about it everybody's talking about it but it's interesting because dan orlowski um, he had mentioned, he had mentioned something that I thought was very, very interesting. Um, because I didn't necessarily realize, realize this when, when I was, you know, cause I haven't looked, I haven't looked at what Lamar Jackson was on track for and stuff like that. Um, and it was it was interesting because let's 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 take a listen and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll get back to y'all here in a second. Lamar's on track for forty five hundred yards and thirty six touchdowns. We're not giving. We're, I'm not doing enough. I'm doing it. Two games missed by OBJ. Two games missed by Rashad Bateman. Mark Andrews has missed time. My left tackle's missed time. I don't have any J.K. Dobbins. And we're sitting here saying they're not getting enough out of Lamar Jackson. First of all, Chris, you can't bring up the special teams and not point out that Pittsburgh also blocked a punt for points. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't bring up the, the interception because it's an awful route by Odell Beckham, who I'm a massive fan of, but it's a bad route. The sack fumble, what do you want him to do? Block and throw? No, I want him to hold the ball. How can he hold, hold the, the ball, ball when he's throwing hold, the ball? So what you're saying is he's a court, literally so in the process of throwing a... the football. <laughs> he's <laughs> literally doing that, this, that, Chris. He's doing this. What do you want me to do? So, so he's throwing the football. He's, <laughs> he's I, if he's actively the throwing the football, then how's it a fumble? Because he got hit. Oh, okay. Why? Lamar's on track for 4,500 yards um, and 36 touchdowns. So, we're not giving. I figure out how to cut the video off. 
So interestingly, I think the first thing that caught me by surprise about this video, uh, not that it was not that Dan Orlowski is sticking up for Lamar Jackson, because I think he does that more than most. Uh, it was him saying the quote here, which says Lamar, Lamar is on track for 4,500 yards and 36 touchdowns. And we're still sitting here saying the Ravens aren't getting enough out of Lamar Jackson. Um, now, albeit, I don't know. I mean, I would assume this is passing touchdowns. Um and not total touchdowns, but it, it, it doesn't say. Uh, so that doesn't even factor in whatever the heck he does when it comes to I, – I, I'm going to assume this is total yards because 4,500 yards where he is right now, I would probably say total yards. But still, I mean, like, you know, like I said, I think I think we have to we have to measure Lamar Jackson on a different standard than we do everybody else when you literally lead your team in rushing and you're 90, over 90% of your uh, team's offense. So – um, I, I did, I did find this interesting though, like just the whole, the whole spiel of it. Uh, cause this was from last week. So this was from, uh, talking about the Steelers game and, you know, you, I mean, you see the impact just from the, the, the statement that he said. And also like, you could see it at the bottom too, they were talking about everybody else's records, like, you know, Deshaun's two and three, Joe Burrow's two and three. Um, you know, what, what about those guys who also have gotten paid big money as well and technically more money than Lamar Jackson has been paid. So, you know, it's, it's very, it's very interesting, right? It's, it's very interesting. I think this is, you know, you know, I didn't think to say this, but this is something that is, uh, that we're missing about the Ravens offense, um, is the impact, even despite the mistakes, I think despite the mistakes from Lamar, I think despite, and uh, Zay Flowers is also on pace for a thousand yard season, even despite, you know, a game with, with, you know, a couple of drops and stuff too. So, I mean, that's big too, you know, for him. So I think with this offense, I think this offense is still doing, it's doing enough and it's not even there yet. You know, like this offense is doing enough to win games uh, and they're not quite there yet. And I think that's another big, Thing, but I think another thing too, um, which is interesting, which I think sometimes the numbers—that's why I like numbers out of context don't tell the whole story because I don't know, you know. And like I said, I watch the Ravens more than I watch any other team, but I don't know if I've ever seen a team march right down the field. And it might even be from a big play from Lamar. It could be a big running play, whatever it is, right? But more more than likely, it's a big play from 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 Lamar more than anything. And then hand off to Gus Edwards, and Gus Edwards calls a touchdown. Hand off to in previous years, Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, uh, Devontae Freeman, and they scored a touchdown. So I I think more often than not, the Ravens run in for scores than they pass in for scores. I, I mean, I talked about it. Uh, before right like i talked about it before red zone play calling has been predictable because in seasons past and even sometimes this season you can just hand it off to a guy let him run it right in i mean justice hill uh you know he'll make a cut and he's you know hitting his hitting his head on the goal post and going you know going into the end zone so i think that's the other thing too like i think the amount of times touchdowns are taken away from Lamar Jackson. I should say taken away because you, I mean, for me, I don't necessarily care who scores, 
But I think it's another thing that I just noticed watching from a fan's perspective is getting, you know, getting all the way down the field and then turning and handing it off, uh, which is a good problem to have, right? Turning and handing it off, and then they go and, you know, they go and they score, and that skews the numbers because people were like, well, Lamar only had one touchdown. Well, did you factor in the rushing touchdowns, not only from him, but from other running backs too? Uh, now, this game, yeah, I mean, you know, he had – one touchdown, but also, you know, you know, you're still scoring points. You're still scoring points at a premium. You're doing exactly what you need to do. Um, I get the 28, uh, 20, more than 28 point streak, but so let's, let's be honest at this point. I think, uh, the league is just making up stats. Like, <laughs> like the league is just making up just rant, like stats that are factual. Right. But like, stats that are just weird stats like the ravens have the longest streak of not scoring 20 they're just oddly specific because the ravens are like it, it doesn't make sense the ravens have the longest streak of not scoring 20 more than 28 points in a game but at the same time, they were the same team to have the same streak of scoring 30 plus points in a game. Like, like they just like fudge it to make it work how they want it to work. Like it just it's it's just funny to me sometimes. Like some of the random stats that they come up with, um, like they'll be like, Justin Herbert is the only quarterback with longer hair than the next quarterback who threw five touchdowns in one game with two interceptions and a half a sack. Like, they just be making up stuff. that don't, It don't even be making sense. They just be making up stuff that sounds good when you say it out loud. Like, that sounded great. I'm going to be honest, right? Like, I'm impressed. Justin Herbert is elite now. It's a whole other discussion. Justin Herbert is elite now, okay? Half a sack for Justin Herbert? This man don't even play defense. So, you know, like it's just it's it's crazy, man. It's 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 crazy. Um shout out to shout out to Dan Orlowski, man, for 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 um for for sticking up for my guy. Real quick, real quick. I got I got one more. What I got one more in me. All right. I got one more in me. Let let, let me let me switch real quick. Let me show y'all this. So I was in a space today, just listening in. You know, I you you know, like I work during the day, okay? And I don't work from home no more. So I can't even slide in spaces, sneak up in there and talk a little bit. I just have to listen and use my Twitter fingers uh to to defend my points, okay? But uh shout out to shout out to Tina, Tina Schroeder, I think uh Schroeder, I think is 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 her name. Uh she had she had hosted this space. It's like, you know, I just let me jump in because Miss Gina was in it. So I follow Miss Gina. So I sometimes I just slide into the space and I wanted to listen. And the topic of conversation was talking about elite quarterbacks, okay? Um, talking about elite quarterbacks, and they got into a point of giving their top five quarterbacks in the league. Um, and, you know, if I took a took an interest into something, I might ask a question or two, okay? And uh, specifically uh, – this guy named My Team One, uh, which I'm sure he uh, changed that for this week. But Zach Twenty Two Mike uh, is his. Is his uh, I keep saying, I guess I keep saying Twitter, but his X handle, right? Uh, that almost sounds like it used to be his handle back in the day, and it's not. Anyway, um, so he he was saying like he has said something about 
being elite. And I think I had questioned him, and you can kind of see as you go through the conversation, like especially in this tweet here. I don't know if you want to see my mouse, but he he mentioned being elite and what the factors of being elite are, right? Um, and I just I just found it interesting because you know wins wins aren't a quarterback stat until we want to flip them opposite and make them losses then they're a quarterback stat uh very very interesting to me he didn't say this i'm just saying that's just that's just the logic we use sometimes uh but i was just basically saying by his logic of his definition of elite so i'm gonna say so so his definition of elite is and I'm, i'm gonna quote this elite guys do it year after year and they can do stuff no one else can they're the most clutch they have the it factor no games are out of hand with them no matter the score they are elite dudes and right now there's only one in the nfl but there are some great players right that's what he said and i was just saying based off of that logic right now i'll be i mean i'm in the space i'm listening but i i can't hear everything so uh, i heard it i you know i typed it up and then i re kind of re-asked my question again too uh, I was saying by that logic, then Mahomes is the only quarterback worth anything because who else is consistently doing anything in the playoffs? Because that's what we want to factor into being elite, right? And he was basically saying, I said you can win with a good quarterback, but there's only one elite one. I just, I just thought that was interesting. I asked him what's the definition of elite, and he gave me the definition I just read to you. But interestingly enough, um, in this whole, you know, in the in this whole conversation, uh, you know. Basically, you know, everybody, you know, everybody was kind of in agreement that Mahomes is kind of on a tier by himself, right? I, I disagree, you know, I, I agree that Mahomes is probably on a tier by himself uh, with Hall of Fame coaching, a Hall of Fame tight end, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Uh, I agree that he's probably in a tier by himself. I, I do, you know, regardless of any of that I just said, right? But at the same time, like, I hate that we hold quarterbacks to standards of, they're only elite if they get it done in the playoffs. Yes, the playoffs are important. They are some of your most important games that you play. I get that. But at the same time, I have this thought of like other elite quarterbacks. And it's and it's weird because we're in this era of social media too, right? We're in this era of social media where everything is scrutinized. Everything is under this microscope of things that, you know, everything you do, every mistake you make, every big play you make can be talked about in an instant, right? Like, like I know, like, that's how it is. I get that. I understand that. And that's probably why it's so different compared to what it was when Peyton was here, what it was when Favre was here. Because a lot of people will probably say Peyton Manning was an elite quarterback. Favre is an elite quarterback. Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, in, in his prime, probably even right now is an elite quarterback. A lot of people would say that right now, like right now, like I said, this is my thing. I think there are more, I think the league is, is super talented. I think there are more elite quarterbacks than, than, than we know of, you know, we talk about franchise QBs. We talk about guys who win with less. We talk about guys who can't get it done, you know, who can't get it done. We talk about guys who can get it done. That's, you know, that's, that's what we do nowadays, but at the same time, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't like the logic of you have to be perfect 
in the post because there was another thing that you know because a lot of people want to wanted to use the same logic right a lot of people wanted to use the same logic of well you know winning in the playoffs and being there year by year and no matter the score a lot of people use the same use the same logic in the discussion but it was interesting to me because a lot of people didn't want to put Joe Burrow in that conversation um and if we're gonna use the same logic you have to use the same logic. You can't just say, well, I'm not going to include Joe Burrow in it because right now he's playing back. No, 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 no. We're talking about the last two seasons, right? We're talking about the last, not the last two seasons, but we're talking about more so in previous seasons. I mean, you can say right now, but how are we going to say somebody's elite if y'all want to base it mostly off of what they do in the playoffs? Right. Mostly off of what they do in the playoffs. Not, you know, we don't want to factor in play calling because that's an excuse. We don't want to factor in drops because that's an excuse. We don't want to factor in uh, injuries because that's an excuse. We don't want to factor in the fact that guys haven't finished the last two seasons. uh, So we don't even really know where they would have finished if the season would have, you know, if they would have played the whole season anyway. Oh, because that's an excuse. So, you know, my thing is, you know, and and I'm going to say this, I'm going to put I'm going to put my I'm going to try not to be uh, too, too, too biased here, right? Because a lot of people want to put, like, here's the thing. Like, this is what was funny to me. They didn't want to put Joe Burrow in it. They wanted to put Josh Allen in it. Like, what has Josh Allen done? S- seriously. Like, let's just be honest. What has Josh Allen done, Right especially if we factor in the last two seasons, because we're definitely judging Lamar Jackson out for missing the last two, uh, the last two halves of the last seasons, right? Last two back ends, I should say, right? The last two, what was that? Probably about a fourth of the season, right? We're definitely judging, like we're forgetting about Lamar Jackson. I talked about it before. We're forgetting about the Ravens because of what happened the last couple seasons. So, you know, like, I, th- I think like all of that, all of that factors in. And it was funny because, you know, the topic of discussion was, elite quarterbacks who's elite there's one elite quarterback and that's Mahomes and I can agree that Mahomes is an elite quarterback but I think I don't think you can say that Mahomes is the only elite quarterback just because of playoff successes I, I just I, I don't I don't see that right we talking about you know what what does Mahomes you know let, let's let's talk about it what does Mahomes do that nobody else does right he all you know it feels like you know not to say he always makes the play because he's not perfect right but more often than not, he's going to make the play, right? He's going to win you more games than he loses, right? He's going to put you in a position to be a contender, right? Um, and if need be, he's going to figure out how to do more with less, right? But if you spit all of those things right back out, right, how many how many guys in this league can you say do that, right? How many, how many let's, let's just think, let's just, let's just, let's think. Joe Burrow's got the best talent in the league, right? Like, he got the best talent in the league around him. Justin Herbert has the best talent in the league around him, right? Trevor Lawrence, I, I mean, I don't know if you put him at that level yet, right? Like, I, 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 you know, I, and you can't put Justin Herbert in there because of the play, I guess, the playoff losses. But I'm not factoring in, like, playoff stuff right now. Like, I'm talking about just overall as players. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to keep you in it, like, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to keep you in it every time, right? Like, Aaron Rodgers is going to keep you in, in the game. He's going to keep you in contention every single time. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Josh Allen? 
I mean, Josh Allen doesn't lose more games for his team than he wins, but Josh Allen makes some suspect mistakes too. Like, you know, I, I know we don't want to talk about it, but Josh Allen makes some suspect mistakes too. Um, somebody put Jared Goff up there, which I mean, I I, I do like Jared Goff. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I I, I don't know about that one. Right? <laughs> I, I I don't know about that one. Like, and I'm just looking through the list of guys, like. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts deserves some credit, but I think Jalen Hurts is the beneficiary of one season right now. All right, so it's hard to say. I think it's hard. Like, let me let me just be honest. Let me stop beating around the bush on this one. I think it's hard not to put Lamar Jackson in that conversation, in the elite conversation. Right? I think it's hard to not put Lamar Jackson in the elite conversation. Lamar Jackson has led the league in touchdown passing in a run-first offense, you've seen the yin and the yang, right, of Lamar Jackson on the field, Lamar Jackson not on the field. Ravens with Lamar Jackson, Ravens without Lamar Jackson. We've, we've seen we've seen it. We know what that is, right? We've seen, we've seen what that means. We've seen the differences in that, right? We've seen wins versus losses, whether you want to call him a QB stat or not. We've seen it. Once again, and, and, and you know, I, I brought up those four points of I brought up those four points of making the play to win the game. You're never out of a game, right? You're never out of a game, doing more with less. You know, like I think and I can't remember the fourth part point that I made, but you know, even just those those three things, I think Lamar Jackson ticks all those boxes, right? You're going to win more than you're going to lose without him. He's going to do more with less. He's proven that time and time again, no matter how, how, you know, how much we want to discredit regardless, whatever, right. You can overcome bad play calling, right. Even going back to his, his, his logic of they do it. So, so, cause once again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm, I'm saying this like this, right. Elite guys do it year after year. Lamar Jackson does it year after year. You were in contention because of Lamar Jackson, not because of that top five offense you've had since the Ravens' inception, right? He can do things no one else can do. Literally, I talked about Houdini plays uh, earlier in this show about Lamar Jackson making plays. Literally nobody else on the planet can. And if and if anybody else can, it's like th- there's a rare few. It's, it's, it's the 1%, right? The most clutch factor the it factor right the the ability to win that kind of mama mentality i would say lamar jackson has that i, I don't think we get to see lamar jackson in those situations enough uh to to prove otherwise because either you know the ravens are firmly in control or you know i mean but we've seen when lamar jackson has to show up we've seen when you know i mean has he made some mistakes yeah every quarterback has Mahomes included so you know it's it's you know that's just that that's that's my thoughts on that. No games are out of hand. How many times has Lamar Jackson been blown out in his career? I can't I can't find one. Um, and then you know back 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 to again you know no matter the score they're you know they're they're in the game like it's just I mean the score doesn't ever get out of reach when Lamar Jackson in the game. So that's a whole other thought process on that. I mean and even still like go back to you know let's go back to the Chiefs games a couple of years ago, right? Where, where you know, you start off a little slow, but you figure it out. Like, that happens, 
right? That 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 happens. You start sometimes some games you start off slow. You got to figure it out. But you know, anyway, just thought that was a fun little 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 thing to bring up. Uh, he we were talking about elite guys. We were talking about uh, elite quarterbacks. Let me know who who you know. Number one, let me know. Do you think Lamar Jackson is elite? Just you know. Whatever you know, whatever you think is whatever you think, right? I, I probably will respond to you if you if you say yay or nay. Um, and then at the same time, you know, regardless of what you think of Lamar Jackson, who who would you say are elite quarterbacks, right? What 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 is you know what does that term elite mean? Because I mean, I think it's very open ended sometimes. I think you know, I think like, once again, like we said, like we 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 say the goat is the goat based off of championship wins. Um, right. So that, I mean, that's just what we say. Like, you know, I think Brady became the GOAT because of championship wins, not because he was necessarily the most talented, but it was, you know, it was talent plus that competitive edge too. So, you know, you know, who knows? But anyway, definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, I'll definitely be back once again to preview this upcoming game against the Detroit Lions. I mean, for real this time, I'm definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be back. I'm not letting this week take over me doing this preview. I will. I, I don't care if I got to sit in the car for five minutes. I will do a preview of the Detroit Lions game because I'm excited to see what's going to happen, man. Like, I'm definitely excited to see what's going to happen in that game because it, it, it should be a good one, man. It it, it definitely should. Um, it definitely should be a good one against a team who I think is kind of on the rise and uh, got a lot to prove, but definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Flock Nation Speaks. Once again, Flock Nation Speaks is on all major podcasting platforms for my video people. I'll pull it up for you so you can see it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, all your favorites, and also on YouTube as well. So be sure to check the podcast out in the show. And, and if you're listening, let me know you're listening as well. We'll see you guys on the next one. Definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show until.